0: Hello, I'm Eric Rentschart, President of the European Society of Medical Imaging Informatics, and welcome to our brand new podcast, You Saw Me On Air. We are attending the ECR 2019 Congress in Vienna, and we were fortunate enough to get a hold of Hugh Garvey, who was willing to share his thoughts on the implication of artificial intelligence technology for radiologists. I really hope you enjoy the podcast, and if you enjoy it, I would appreciate if you could share it with your colleagues and friends. Hello, everybody. This is Eric Ranchard, and uh, today we have a very interesting uh, interviewee or candidate for an interview, which is Hugh Harvey. So, Harvey, hello. How are you doing? Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me. Doing very well, thank you. Okay, so maybe you can briefly introduce
1: yourself, uh, Hugh. So uh, I'm Hugh, Uh, I trained uh, as a radiologist in the UK and after getting my qualification in radiology, I then did a a research degree at the Royal Marsden, which is linked with the Institute of Cancer Research, um, where I was looking at um, the segmentation of prostate MR. Um, I then went out into industry and worked for a UK startup in digital health before um, becoming a consultant radiologist at Guys and Tommies in London. I was only there for a few months before I realized that I wanted to go back into industry and ended up with a startup called Chiron Medical where I'm now clinical director and we're focused on applying deep learning to breast cancer screening.
0: Yes, okay. So you are up into the artificial intelligence world up to the years, right? So that's the reason why I will ask you a few questions about this subject. Uh, so, Hugh, how do you think that AI can create value for radiologists? How can, um, for example, how can radiologists uh, use it to improve, uh, to increase value of their services? I think the key word in that question
1: is services. I don't think AI itself increases value directly to one radiologist. I think AI is a systems value generator. It is, after all, the radiology uh, systems as a whole, whether that be across a whole hospital or a whole range of hospitals or even an entire country, that's where AI is going to produce some of the biggest value. Um, At the moment, the, the majority of clinical use cases are directed at putting additional findings into the process of a radiology r- reporting workflow. So a radiologist will get extra information uh, at each and every stage of when they're reporting an image. That in itself doesn't add direct value to that specific radiologist, but to the overall system, I think it's going to be generating uh, more robust reports, more comprehensive reports, more uh, data insights. And I think it's going to take a long time, maybe three, four, five years, for us to actually see the economic value of what this extra um, data and these extra insights provide to these systems as a whole. It also depends on the use case as well. So some use cases are directed at slightly bypassing the traditional workflow of a radiologist. Uh, Stroke algorithms which alert the um, neuro-interventional radiologists Mm -hmm. directly, or chest x-ray, here's a pneumothorax going straight to the emergency physician. So that doesn't add value directly to a radiologist, it adds value to the system. Uh, Where I work in screening, I think the value is very much for population-wide screening programs rather than the individual radiologists. And then there's a lot of talk about the automation of the background workflow tasks, which again, don't add value to the specific radiologist, Mm -hmm. but to the system as a whole.
0: Yes, so yes. You the emergency uh, cases, for example, like stroke. Uh-huh. So the question is, uh, will it really bypass radiologists? There's two scenarios. Um, there's scenarios where the radiologist uh, um, achieve uh, or purchase the uh, the software and they start using it. This is kind of in the push scenario where they decide how to do it. And there's another scenario that's a pull scenario where maybe the emergency physicians or the uh, neuro neurologists or neurosurgeons they really want it and they bypass the radiologist. So what scenario do you think is the most um, uh, realistic one? Because, for example, um, in university hospitals, also in Belgium, in Brussels for example, they are using uh, software to detect hemorrhages, timely. uh, But still, the radiologist is looking at the images and he can Where she can use the uh, AI application as a co pilot, you know, to verify if his or her findings are correct. So, what do you think is the most realistic scenario? That's a really good question. I actually think that it is
1: the radiologists who need to lead on this in in every way. I can see the attractiveness for administrators or the non radiologists to to want to be engaged with this technology. But I think because it's at such a nascent stage and it still requires so much clinical validation, prospective evaluation and economics analysis. I think it's incumbent on the radiologists to take the lead and take the mantle and to drive this forward. We are the ones who are going to have to adapt with this technology Mm -hmm. and learn how to use it, and I, I gave a talk yesterday, one of the keynote sessions on AI, uh, and I was saying that, that radiologists are gonna be akin to the pharmacists in the digital era. We are gonna be in charge of which algorithms get used where and which context, and we're yes. gonna understand the limitations, the indications, the target populations for these algorithms, and how they fit into practice, yes. much more than any administrator or, or, or systems level uh, person might be able to appreciate.
0: And then the question is, of course, what kind of business model will be applicable here? Will regulators be ready to invest in this, or uh, how can they motivate this? Where will the money come from? What do you think? I mean there will be probably different scenarios depending on what country you are using the uh, applications so
1: I- Yes, and I see a stark difference between the States and, and Europe, where mm-hmm. there's fundamentally different um, funding for the healthcare systems. Yeah. I think in America, they're very much looking for things that uh, improve their bottom line in terms of profitability. Healthcare is a business out there. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I come from the NHS, very much state-funded and equitable system, where yeah. it's, it's, yes, the bottom line matters, but actually it's more about the quality of patient care. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're going to see... Um, Differences and maybe even a branching of the different AI use cases yes. in, in the different geographies?
0: Yes, this is certainly uh, a difficult question to solve, I think, and we will need some time to see what will be the most su- successful uh, uh, way to, to implement uh, these uh, new developments. Um, as you said, the artificial intelligence tools are not only used or not only being developed for analysis of images but also for uh, improving the workflow, etc., to uh, decrease scanning times, to reduce the radiation, to improve the work, you know, the, uh, the planning of patients, etc. Is anything moving already in that field? I mean, I see a lot of new developments regarding the image analysis, uh, as you are doing, for example, but I don't see much on the horizon yet, uh, as far as the uh, workflow uh, improvement tools is, is concerned.
1: I think you're right. I think the vast majority of research is on the computer vision tasks, but I, I think one of the most exciting areas is in dose reduction or MRI um, scan time reduction, yes. and these are things that understandably are going to take a, a bit longer to get into practice, because mm-hmm. we have to be absolutely sure that mm-hmm. the images that these techniques are producing are completely equivalent um, yes. and non-inferior to the, to the current standards. Yeah. And it's taken us, you know, decades to get mm-hmm. to where we are now with the level of quality of, of MRI, which was you know only invented in the 80s, so I think it's going to take you know a while to see those techniques come in. But I have seen firsthand you know the ability to 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 produce an MRI of the knee in less than 10 minutes and multi-phase, and and now you can actually train algorithms to go straight from um, sparsely um, acquired case-based data directly to a diagnosis. So sometimes it's theoretically even possible to not produce an image at all i mean when
0: you use raw data for exactly
1: and and i mean that really is thinking futuristically and i I don't think anyone's going to suggest we start doing that straight away but can you imagine that we get to a point where someone goes into an mri scanner has a super fast full body scan and then the diagnosis is made without a single image being produced it's almost crazy to even contemplate
0: but i think now we're looking at least 10 years ahead or maybe oh 50 50 (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay So, what do you think? Should radiologists take action and go for it? Should they be actively involved? And yes, in in what way?
1: Absolutely. I I think if you are a radiologist in whatever practice, um, if you are going to ignore AI, you ignore it at your peril. there's a famous saying, I can't remember who first came up with it, but it's, it's been said now for the past couple of years that the radiologists who use AI will replace the ones who yeah. don't. And I, I, think, I think there's a fundamental truth in that. Um, I don't think AI is anywhere near replacing the entirety of what radiologists do in their day jobs, but it can definitely automate some of the mundane, repetitive tasks and, and speed things up. But should they,
0: I mean, my question was actually, should they uh, really go further than just... Uh, Employing, uh, using these and implementing these applications, or should they also contribute actively by starting to collect data or to, uh, let's say, um, uh, annotate data or curate data and make them available, or maybe start developing uh, uh, algorithms? That, well, they don't need to; ha- they do not need to develop the algorithms because there's a lot of algorithms available. And it's just a question of getting the right data to uh, uh, use for those algorithms.
1: Absolutely. Um I'm a big belief in the the fundamentals of data science, and I think radiology is going to shift um, towards a more data science driven Mm -hmm. profession. I would like to see all radiologists have a basic training of the curation of data, Mm -hmm. uh, the information governance, and identification processes that are involved, um, best annotation practices, uh, the cleaning of data, etc. They don't have to have a deep understanding of of the neural models, mm-hmm. these are evolving and changing the whole time and, mm-hmm. you know, only people with PhDs in, in, in these areas really get to know those deeply. But I think that it would be incumbent on all radiologists to have this understanding of, of, of the field of data science, I it's think. Just,
0: it's just like we learn how to use an MRI machine exactly. and we learn about the basic physics of the MRI. To understand the, 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 the um, let's say, the, the uh, what do you call it, uh, the, the errors that can be made or mm-hmm the artifacts that was I was looking Absolutely. for? Absolutely. Yes.
1: yes, we have to understand distribution, prevalence, distribution, biases, and etc. And I think, you know, I would like to see that incorporated in the curriculum. Yes. And I would like, you know, the basic understandings of the metrics of the assessment of AI exactly. should, should be part of the curriculum.
0: So there's also a task for the national societies and the European society and maybe the a concepts. society like the USOMI to uh, to work on this topic.
1: Oh, I, I would, if you show me, wanted to do a course on the basics of data science yes. for radiologists, I would yes. absolutely encourage it.
0: Yes. Okay. And what uh, regarding the market developments? Uh, you can see there's a huge uh, uh, movement forward in countries like the United States, China, India is also quite leading. Then you have Israel, for example. Uh, in Europe, it's rather moderate, and maybe it, this has to do with you know the uh, the mosaic of countries that uh, we uh, that Europe uh, is, is built like Uh, so um, how do you think this this can be uh, uh, let's say stimulated how should Europe proceed with uh, if they want to become let's say uh, maybe a leader in developing AI
1: I mean, you 're absolutely right and there's disparity in the pace of
0: research mm-hmm. yeah.
1: globally, um, but I think Europe has an, has an advantage in that because we are very liberal moderate societies on the whole, um, regardless of national borders, I think we actually have a, a much better research infrastructure, information governance uh, infrastructure, um, and more equitable healthcare systems where it 's not sort of a race to the bottom in terms of and profit and, and, mm-hmm. and, and doing things as fast and quickly as possible um, Yes, some people are worried about the tsunami of Algorithms that have come out of China, but they're all going to have to be validated yes. in your local territories mm-hmm. before you can deploy them. Yes. I know first-hand experience that the NHS is not going to use um, a medical device that has not been tested on UK exactly. patients. And similarly, the FDA mandates you must assess your device on American patients before yes. it can be deployed But there. for doing
0: that, for uh, validating ap- applications, then we will first have to uh, use standards and where are those standards?
1: Uh, they're being written um, <laughs> on the fly almost every day. I get, I get asked a lot to, mm-hmm. to input into various um, standards, and, uh, and I think we will see a coalescence of these. And I, yes. think, I think one of the most important standards to get right, and something that actually holds a mirror up to radiological practice, is concerning the ground-truthing mm-hmm. of data yeah. for the training of these algorithms. I think we're beginning to realize just how significant the everyday error rates of radiologists in various tasks. Um, you know, at least 15%, I think, of radiological data has errors in it if you just mm-hmm. take the radiologist opinion at face value. Yeah. And and, it, and we have to hold a mirror up to that and say, okay, we aren't as good as, mm-hmm. as, as we could be. Yeah. AI is hopefully going to come and raise or, or reduce that error rate, raise the bar, as it were. Um, let's find the ground truth and create some standardized you know, ground truth data sets for yes. us to train against. But this
0: is really crucial because garbage in is garbage out. Absolutely, yeah, yes. absolutely. Okay. All right, so I think we had a very interesting uh, discussion here. and. Uh, Thanks again for uh, your willingness to, uh, to do this live during the ECR 2019. And yes, well, thanks again and enjoy your Congress.
1: Thank you very much, Eric. Pleasure.
0: Okay.